Hello, welcome to Closing Chapters, Everyday Real Estate Tales. I'm your host, Brittany Fry. I'm a realtor, I'm a military wife, and I'm a mom. Join me and come transaction by transaction throughout my real estate career starting back in 2016 to hear about the highs, the lows, and the unexpected turns along the way through all of my customers. It's going to be a crazy ride, you guys. I am so excited to share the past, the current, and then what's coming in the future. Hang tight for the ride. Join me about being a realtor, a military spouse, and a mom. Can't wait to see you there. Happy Saturday, friends. Welcome back. As you can see, we are in the car. <laughs> For the next couple of months, we are here at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri while my husband is doing his Warrant Officer Advanced course. That means that we're just going to go with the flow. You guys are going to come along with me for the ride. There's not much time that I don't have the kiddos with me under tow. Um, Dad is doing his day class and then he has a certification in the evening. So I'm lucky enough to have him right now on a Saturday where he can cruise and drive for me. So here we are. We are in Missouri, and it is also time to talk about my next transaction that closed November 29th, 2017. Now, this is a great example of how different markets have different strategies, different times, different price points, all of the above. When we listed this property, we listed it August 15th, 2017. It closed at the end of November. So it's about 107 days on the market. Nowadays, everybody would freak out about that, right? They would go, oh my gosh, 100 days on the market? That's crazy. Well, back in 2017, that was absolutely standard. And on top of that, we listed, you know, in August, which is typically kind of a down month for us. And things will kind of pick back up in October, which sure enough, that's when this one went under contract. So when we're getting to the end of the summer, everybody's getting settled back into school, last minute vacations are happening. It's really not when the market is excelling. But in this specific instance, our client had the opportunity to take a job in Raleigh, North Carolina that he just couldn't refuse. He was working for the school system in South Carolina, got another job and said, all right, got to pick up and go. A job started in September. Can you imagine finding out in August and then knowing that in September you need to be at your new job in a different state and I have a house to sell, what am I supposed to do? I can't move my family until I sell this house. Thankfully, he was close enough to family in North Carolina that he was able to geobatch a little bit so he would come home when he could and then be with family in North Carolina when he needed to be there for work until we got the house sold. So we listed this house. It was almost 2,400 square feet, four beds, two and a half bath. We listed for 189.9. That's a great price, right? For all that square footage. To boot, it had the primary suite down on the main floor, had a beautiful kitchen. Everything was really nicely done, had an amazing nursery upstairs, a great bonus space. It was just a very nice house all the way around. Now the downstairs, was a little bit of an awkward layout and that was a little bit hard for us at the time. Honestly, that was really the only feedback we were ever given was that people were just not super comfortable or didn't love the layout. And that's not anything we can change, right? So it just takes the right buyer to get there. So in this case, let's talk about what the motivation was. And it was time. 
okay? They bought less than two years prior for 177. So we were listing at 189.9. Honestly, that was just enough to get them out from underneath of the house. And we ended up selling it for 185. So we did great for them. We got them, you know, right where they needed to be to be able to sell the house, have a clean slate and move forward. They didn't make a huge profit on this house. Now, when you only own a house for two years, a lot of times you don't have a huge amount of equity saved up in the house. And especially back in 2017, 18, beginning of 19, things didn't move that quickly and they weren't appreciating at such a advanced speed like they did in 2020 and 2021. So we still did all right for them. And the price was not the priority. Remember every time we list or sell, there's always gonna be a different priority. And for them, it was time is of the essence. We need to sell and we need to move to North Carolina and put our family together. They had a newborn and that was really hard to be separate. Mom worked from home, so she was still doing stuff. So there was a lot of in-between and trying to support one another from two different locations come together when they could. So how did we go about trying to get this house sold lickety split quick? We held open houses, we pushed it out to all of our broker agent friends, and honestly, it showed consistently. But I will tell you one thing in my experience when I was in South Carolina 100% full-time at the beginning of my career, open houses to the public were really not anything that gained traction for us. Now, every location can be very different, but in my experience in Sumter, I think because it's a military town for the most part, most everybody coming in already has a realtor connection before they ever hit the ground and they're already looking and searching. Most of the time people are finding a house before they ever get there. And that's all based off of the internet and an agent being on their side. So what I found to be more fruitful is to do an agent or a broker's only open house. And that's when we're inviting all of the local agents in our area to come to the open house, see the property. That way it's top of mind and they're thinking of all the buyers in their Rolodex that might be looking and know whether this house is a fit for them or not. And I wanna take a second just to talk about the importance of being able to go to open houses if you're able to as an agent, especially if you are a new agent. There is a huge benefit to learning and knowing your market, right? So this is a great opportunity to drive to different areas, to see different properties, and to be able to get used to what the values are in your areas or see a difference in values on the different locations of town, right? There are many times where you have a builder that is building in two separate neighborhoods, two different sides of town, two different school districts, whatever the case may be. And so you may see the same floor plan, the same layout, the same you know options in the house at two totally different price points. And this is a great aha moment to realize, all right, you know, this location absolutely is prime in comparison to this one and the price is driving, is being driven up because of that. Now, the other part of that is, is when you know your inventory and then you get a buyer, right? You have a one up. And once you start to learn and see what they like, then you can go, oh my goodness, I have this house. I really think this would click. And sometimes the original criteria we are given is not necessarily what we end up with whenever we have buyers. I cannot tell you the number of times that my buyer has said, I want X, Y, and Z in this location. And that is the furthest from what we ended up in. 
which is totally fine. That's why we are the professional. We are supposed to listen and take all these cues and put the puzzle pieces together. So when we go into a house and something they said they thought they wanted just doesn't seem to be jiving, they go, no, I really just don't, you know, like this huge open floor plan. I really, it's just like, looks small because it's all one big room and I don't really have any separation. I can't, you know, set up a dining room table. I mean, anything that, that there might be. Maybe they thought they were okay having all the bedrooms upstairs. And then after a couple of houses, you kind of hear them like, oh, this is, you know, tedious. I don't really like going up and down these stairs. It's a great opportunity to have a conversation and say, hey, do we need to be, you know, redirecting? I've kind of heard you say a few times, right, that going up and down the stairs is not fun. And I, I don't blame you. So maybe we should be looking for a house with the primary bedroom downstairs or all of the bedrooms downstairs, right? I mean, if you have been in a house recently that might check that box, even though it wasn't in their original search because the criteria might be changing or adjusting, you are a winner. And it also shows that you're paying attention and that you know your market and you know your inventory. How awesome is that? Now also, take away the client side of things. Let's talk agent to agent. This is a great opportunity to have a networking event, so to speak, right? When you have a brokers only open house and other realtors and agents are coming through, this is a great opportunity for you to get to know all of the agents in your local market because you need to have a good relationship with them. When you have warm fuzzies about them, and they have warm fuzzies about you, and you have an opportunity to work a deal together, it really tends to help things along the way. You have already had conversations with one another, you know how you communicate together, you have a common goal of getting everybody to the closing table. A lot of times the, the pride is set aside, there's not so much of this heightened sense of, I need to do this for my client, we can kind of come together, meet in the middle, and get it all done. And it's just really nice when you know who's on the other side, honestly. So this is really, really important. So many times I've heard, you know, why are you going to lunch with that agent? They're not in our brokerage or, you know, why are you so friendly to her? If she doesn't do anything for you, whatever the case may be. Well, I don't need to worry about what you think about my relationships and who I'm talking to and who I'm going to lunch with. Because if that helps my business in the future, if I can have a good relationship with somebody else, I'm going to do it. Some of my favorite people in Sumter are absolutely not in my brokerage. And I absolutely love the opportunity to work a deal with them. I love the opportunity to send them a personal note or to take them to lunch or to send them a little goodie. I have an agent in Sumter that likes to um, put decorations in all the houses. You know, they, they will lightly stage it, but she'll put decor in there. And she absolutely loves dachshunds. Um, little dogs. So usually if you go in one of her listings, you will find a dachshund somewhere in that property. And it's kind of like a fun, like, where's Waldo, right? Uh, but one year I was at Walmart um, scrounging through ornaments, my husband and I were. We love to go like after the season and, and see what all is on sale. And anyhow, these ornaments were, you know, like the 75, 80, 90% off. And there was these little blue dachshunds. <laughs> so I grabbed one and like a little bottle of wine and something else to, just to say thank you. You know, we had done a transaction recently. And honestly, that transaction actually fell apart. 
my client had short orders to deploy and wasn't able to purchase the house anymore. So we kind of had to make amends with that and back out of that contract. So just kind of as a thank you to say, hey, you know, I appreciate your understanding and coming together on this. Um, obviously, that wasn't, you know, the ideal situation. So I drop off this little basket and she absolutely loves it. And her daughter works with her as well. Her daughter calls me and says, Brittany, I, I've got to know where you found this ornament. My, my mom is going insane. Then we've got to go get them. Well, of course, it was just the good old Walmart. And she said they don't frequent Walmart. And she said they ended up going to Walmart. And her mom was walking up and down the aisles going, where are these docks and ornaments? I need to find them. She said, I found her a blanket, but I didn't find her the ornaments. So sure enough, we went back to Walmart and rummaged through all of the ornaments and found the rest of the dachshunds that we could and brought them to her. But that's just like one really small example of something that was like really fun and little. I mean, it was like a 75 cent ornament. Okay. And she was tickle pink and it made her so happy and it made me happy that it made an impact. Right. So just keep in mind that in this real estate world, we are all working together. It does not matter what brokerage you're with. It doesn't matter who you're representing. At the end of the day, we all have a duty to our client. And part of that is to get us to the closing table. So we need to work together and have good relationships with one another to make that happen. So go to your open houses when you have an opportunity to do so. Meet the other agents in your market learn your inventory, ask questions, get different perspectives. It is all good stuff. Okay. Now back to this awesome transaction. We got it on the market, got it under contract, 185, no closing costs, got that sucker closed by the end of November. I just looked up in the tax record and that buyer is still living in the house. So they bought it the end of November, 2017. We are 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, end of November 23. So six years in, right? And they still own it. Can you imagine the amount of equity they have in that property now? Let's back up to the stats on what the property is. It's, it was like 2395 square feet. So almost 2,400 square feet, four bedrooms, two and a half baths. It sold for under $100 a square foot. That is like rare to happen nowadays. So let's just go bare minimum. It would absolutely sell for more than $100 a square foot. But let's say $100 a square foot. That would be $240,000. Okay? They got it for 185. 195, 205, 215, 225, 235. They have at least $55,000 in equity in this property if they hadn't paid anything towards the mortgage. Obviously, after six years, they should have a pretty good chunk of their mortgage paid down too. So they probably have 60, 75 plus thousand dollars in equity in this property. This is the beauty of home ownership, my friends. When they are ready to sell, they are going to have a huge pot of equity to pull from. Maybe they keep it. Do a home equity line of credit. Go buy another property somewhere. Turn this one into a rental. Why not? You've already paid it down some. You have a great, you know, rate on it. Use it to your advantage. There's so many different opportunities. So I just want to show it doesn't matter when you buy. It may not be the ideal time, right? They bought off season. There probably wasn't as many properties on sale, like for sale. So they may have had to select what was available to them, right? 
we weren't super negotiable. I mean, it came down on the price a little bit, but we didn't give them closing costs or do a whole lot of repairs or anything of that nature. So some people might say, well, the buyers didn't really get a fantastic deal, but they did. <laughs> they got a great price point. They have a huge house with a, in a beautiful area and it has a ton of equity built up into it now. Bonus, there's no property behind it. It's like an open field behind this property. So they don't even have a backyard neighbor. Now the downside or upside, depending on which way you, you swing it, um, is this house was right by one of the entrances in and out of the neighborhood. And that was one of the things that kind of held it up as well. Some people prefer that because they're like, yeah, I can get out and boogie. And then some people are like, no, I don't want all of the traffic coming into the neighborhood, driving by my house constantly. Which I can understand both sides, right? So this is all to say, you have to keep in mind when you are selling that buyers are going to have different preferences. A lot of times it's things you cannot control. Okay. We can't control the layout of your house. We can't control the location of your house, whether it's by an exit or not, entrance, exit, whatever you want to call it. Okay. But we can control the price. We can control the conditions of the house, meaning is it clean? Is it freshly painted? Right? How easily is it accessible? Are we able to show it easily? Is it decluttered? Is it depersonalized? Can people see the home for the home? Is it well manicured? Are we keeping the yard up? Did we get it re-landscaped where it has a nice bright pop of a you know, dark black mulch and some beautiful flowers? Any of that, right? Those are the things we can control, the setting we can control. So keep that in mind. Now, remember, if you bought or sold in 2020 or 2021, what you experienced was so different. So if you have friends that are buying or selling now, give them some grace and honestly stay out of their business and don't give them a whole lot of advice. Your market, what you experienced was extremely rare and extremely different. As a whole, about every 90 days, our market can turn or be in a different phase. So when I look for comparable properties, when we're getting ready to list a property or we're going to put in an offer in on a property, I'm looking at properties that have sold closed out within the past 90 days that are close in location and size of the house and price point. Okay. Close to the better. So if we can find stuff inside of the neighborhood, then we're golden, right? That's the, that's the cream of the crop. But either way, I say all this just to say, sometimes it's better just to let the professional be the professional. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, I know better than you, right? We all have an opinion and we all have worth, but there is tact to this and there is a lot to know on the back end, okay? So you have to understand that your experience will not be your friend's experience and don't force your experience on them or don't make them think something is wrong because it may not be at all. It might just be a different market and they can be absolutely successful just like you maybe they're going to actually even have an opportunity to shop for a house unlike you did which is a shame and i think it sucks i really didn't like 2020 and 2021 and feel like a lot of options were taken away so all that to say just remember real estate is always changing i'm sure you've heard it before but i'll say it again that is the one constant you can always plan on in real estate is that it is always changing.
there's always something new. There's always something a little bit different in our market or the phase of the market is always going to be evolving. Every day is a new day, my friend. It's time to close one door, open another and boogie forward. I hope you guys have a great Saturday and I cannot wait to talk to you soon.